Hey everybody, this is Sam with West Virginia Overtime, and I know that it's been about a week since we all talked, and everybody is getting ready for the high school football finals, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about how you really form a team, and some ways that you can kind of demonstrate and talk about that with your team. But first of all, um, we got a post from the Clay Panthers um, asking for everyone in West Virginia that they were posting to, but we saw it. Um, we're sending at this out to all of you who are, are listening to West Virginia Overtime. Please pray for two Clay Panthers, two of their boys. Um, a four-wheeler crash has them in some real serious need of prayers. And before, when we've sent out prayer requests from other teams, they've kind of spread. Um, I'm hoping that by us reposting, by Clay reposting, by other people reposting their tweet, that it, it will get out to most of West Virginia and maybe even some other people in some other states. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our Instagram page. It, it's on Twitter. Uh, if you see it, please post it and reshare or rewrite it and share it. Uh, please pray for these two Clay Panthers. Um, it sounds like they are in uh, some serious, um, have some serious injuries. So kind of uh, want to talk a little bit uh, about each of the high school playoff semifinals that are happening Friday and Saturday. I know most of us are getting ready for Thanksgiving, but these boys on the this team and the coaches and their families are really thankful that they're still in the uh, playoffs. And so we're going to talk kind of a little about each one. I want to start off with single A. Um, the first game is Pendleton County versus Willing Central. And I know a lot of people say, hey, we want you to pick some games. And I think I am going to start doing that now. Um, you probably won't hear me picking regular season games, but I feel like I know about these teams. I have covered them all season. I've read the articles. Um, I've talked about them. I've did their scores. We've put out different stats. And so just kind of want to talk a little bit about this game and what I see. I am probably going with Willing Central. Um, I think they're too tough. Uh, they have played a lot of teams out of state. Yes, they have lost a lot, which is what downgraded their ranking. But I think their schedule, this is, this is proof where people's schedules, uh, can put pressure on them and make them into diamonds, per se. And so I think they are battle tested and, and ready to go play. However, part of my heart wants to go with Pendleton County. Uh, Pendleton County, um, the actual place, is a place that I always got to go to when I was younger. Uh, my mom and dad always took me up in the mountains, and we ran around up there throughout Pendleton County, and I just love the people up there. 
and I feel like this football team is kind of living like a Hoosier stream, and they're in the semifinals, and they really want to upset Willing Central. So I, I, my heart really wants to root for you, Pendleton County, but I have to pick Willing Central in this. I think they are way too strong. Um, the other semifinal in single A is Doddridge County versus Williamstown. And I don't have the qualms that I had in the first game. Um, I'm going with Doddridge County all the way. Um, I think Hunter America is too tough. I think this team has been forged in the fire, and I think Doddridge County is really going to push uh, Williamstown around. I think Doddridge County has the focus and they have the attitude that they are going to win this game. And I don't, I, I don't know that it's even going to be close. Um, triple A. Yes, I'm skipping double A for right now, but, um, let's talk triple A. We've got, uh, Martinsburg versus Parkersburg South. Now I kind of feel torn with this game. Like I did much the Pendleton County Willing Central game. Um, I think I I don't know. My head is saying go with Martinsburg. Martinsburg has, you know, the 50-plus winning streak. They have the state titles to back it up. They have the players to back it up. They are just an unreal team that has totally been blowing teams out of the water. I mean, you can't argue with 84 to nothing and 70 nothing. You you have to when you're thinking about it logically, you have to say Martinsburg is, you know, they're just tough. But again, my heart wants to go with Parkersburg South. Who doesn't love an underdog? You know, I've seen all of the bar, bar school uh, accounts on Twitter in West Virginia, except for four or five, are saying that they are behind Parkersburg South. They want to end the streak, and I'm kind of rooting for Parkersburg South. Here they are having to travel, you know, four or five hours on a bus to go to Martinsburg. I think they're going to be extremely, extremely focused. I think it's going to come down to probably the first quarter. A lot of people are saying the first half. I really don't think we're going to have to wait that long to see if this is going to be a game. I think we're going to know in the first quarter, can Parkersburg South walk up to them and punch them in the nose. Can they say we are here to play? And I think in the first, I don't know, four minutes, they have to punch them in the nose. Now, I'm not necessarily saying they have to score. They have to stop them. I'm not going to this game. But I'm going to be following it on Twitter and on the radio. And I think in the first four to five minutes, 
I have to hear the crowd from Parkersburg South that makes the drive go wild because Parkersburg South has stopped Martinsburg. Um, it would be even better if in the first four minutes they could score, but I'm not looking for that. I, I am looking for can they punch them in the nose and stop them. Then I think in the first quarter, I think Parkersburg South has to score. Uh, Martinsburg has not been allowing people to score in the first quarter. They have been coming out super, super hyped up, and I think Parkersburg has to score. I think if we see Parkersburg South score, I think we may have a game. And like I said, my heart is with Parkersburg South. My head is saying logically, you have to pick Martinsburg, but I'm not going to. I am picking Parkersburg South in this upset, and I don't know why. And I know all the Martinsburg people are going to be writing me and saying, we told you so, or they're going to be writing me saying, how can you do this to us? Well, I don't know, but I'm picking Parkersburg South. Now, let's go to what I think is a co-game of the week, which is Cabell Midland versus Spring Valley. I think this is going to be a tough game. I think this is, to use someone's word from last week with Polka and Oak Glen, um, they called it a slobber knocker. Well, I think this J.R. Ross... Um, Jim Ross would call this game a slobber knocker. I think Cabell Midland versus Spring Valley is going to be a test of wheels. And who wants it more? Um, they're so close together. They, the kids have basically grew up together. They've been playing sports together. They've heard about each other. Their, their achievements are in the same paper. You know, they know each other backwards and forwards. But I can't help it. I'm picking Cabell Midland in this one. And I think one name stands out. And I think that's J.J. Roberts. You know, he signed with Wake Forest, and everybody was extremely happy talking how great of a player he was, or is. Um, I think this year, J.J. Roberts has proved that he is the player in the person that everybody thought he was. His coach asked him to step up play quarterback, and to lead this team, to actually start talking more, to challenge people, to not only do it with his ability and his talent, but also to do it with his, his talking as far as leading a team. And I think we have saw the coming of age of J.J. Roberts. I think he is a different player. I think he is more mature as a person on and off the field when you hear him talk. I I really do think that J.J. Roberts 
takes Cabell Midland and pumps his team up and he lifts them up. He doesn't do it for them. I We're going to talk a little bit later about how to form a team. And I think J.J. Roberts is this solid ice formation that you're going to hear me talk um, a lot about later. I don't think that he is the shining star of this game, but I think he does all the little things. I think you see him on the sidelines um, when someone drops a pass, encouraging them. I think you see him on the sidelines going over different plays with people. I think you see him in a huddle telling people to focus. I think J.J. Roberts will do the little things that will, like I said, pump his team up and lift his team up and allow some of his teammates to shine. I think we see a very even, balanced offense and defense from Cabell Midland with not just one star. I think we see many kids playing great. So I I can't help it. I'm going with Cabell Midland. Now let's talk about double A. Double A was a crazy, 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 did I say crazy mess this this uh, past weekend, and then it's kind of came into the, the rest of the week. Uh, Poca Oakland happened at 1.30 on Saturday, and Sunday people started posting pictures, started posting video of some of the bad calls that Oakland um, got from the officials. I don't feel like you can argue with video evidence or picture evidence. I mean, it is obvious that there were some balls that actually hit the ground that were ruled catches, that there were, um, there was a touchdown in the fourth quarter where I feel like there is video evidence that they did not score, that the the kid from Oak Glen, the player from Oak Glen, actually did drop the ball without um, actually having it in his possession. Um, Poco will tell you numerous other calls that were made. We kind of followed that, and then I kind of let it drop on about Monday. I said, you know, it's time to kind of let that one go. It's time for you know, Poca to realize that there's not anything to be done about it, even if the official would come out and say, hey, I messed that play up. It's still not going to get Poca into the semifinals. So I hope that Oakland's coach, who I feel should be coach of the year, I really do. I voted for him in Coalfield and Company. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Coalfields and Company have polls out for each of the divisions. They have triple A, double A, and single A. You can go to their site and vote. We also have included links here at West Virginia Overtime for you guys to vote. I believe that Glenn's coach is coach of the year. I hope he was able to ready his team and steady them on Monday and get them out of that mess and say focus.
However, they are going against Bridgeport, and I don't believe that those kids have forgotten this weekend. I don't believe that the Polka parents and, and the Polka community have let Oak Glen uh, forget that. I don't know that Oak Glen's team is not questioning themselves. And I I hope for the kids' sake they aren't. But I have been in those situations as a coach, and, and I have a funny feeling that the Oak Glen kids have um, a fork in the road. If, if you want to say that, they can either go down the path where they think, oh, we probably shouldn't be here. We didn't maybe do what we should have done, and maybe we don't deserve to be here. Or they can take down the path and say, we're going to prove to everybody we need to be here. We we are it. We are the team. Uh, we are undefeated for a reason. However, I I just I can't pick them. I'm sorry. I you know have been reading about them all season. Um, I have you know seen parts of games. I I can't pick them. I can't pick against the Bridgeport Indians. I don't want to pick against their student section, the Pit. I think that Bridgeport takes this one. And I think it causes an even bigger controversy in double A because I think Bridgeport beats them. I think they beat them probably by a couple touchdowns. And I believe the polka community again rises up and says, what if, what if we would have been there? Um, and it makes the Oak Glen kids question themselves even more. So I, I'm going with Bridgeport on this. Now I said Cabell Midland and Spring Valley was the co game of the week. Well, I believe this next game in double A is the other co-game of the week. I believe Fairmont Senior in Bluefield is going to also be a slobber knocker. I think it is going to be a fight. And I think people are underestimating Bluefield. I really do. I think Bluefield has got a excellent team. I think the Beavers have been working hard. They have been a powerhouse in, you know, double A for years. And I just feel like people are kind of counting them out because Fairmont Senior has been the team to beat in double A this whole entire uh, football season. I believe their student section, the loonies up there, are going crazy, and I think that they will get the polar bears fired up. And with Fairmont being at home, I think that this makes this a real unusual battle, and I think it is going to be somewhat close uh, until after halftime. I really do. I think the, these are two power uh, programs that are knocking heads. And when I was sitting down and, and thinking about this, I've seen, you know, some Fairmont Senior games. And, of course, their student section, the loonies, they write me constantly. They send me video constantly. They send me pictures constantly of their team 
their program. So I feel like I know a lot about them. However, you know, Bluefield, they're kind of down there in the corner of the state. They don't reach out to us much. I haven't seen them put a lot of articles about them from, you know, the Blue, Bluefield area, the Beckley area, and some of the teams. But they really shocked me by completely blowing out Mingo Central last week. And so I, I was ready. I, I really was. I was ready to pick Fairmont Senior. They're at home. You know, I, I've read a lot about them. I followed them. And in the beginning, I was thinking, you know, we're going to go with Fairmont Senior. I can't do that. Not after last weekend. Not after hearing things from Mingo Central. I think Bluefield takes this one. I think they go up to Fairmont and they shock double A. Um, maybe they shock West Virginia. I don't know how many people are, are truly picking them. I know Coalfield put out their picks um, today and they did not pick them. They picked Fairmont Senior. I really think after that Mingo Central game and and hearing about it and reading about it, I I think Bluefield goes up there and in the second half, I think they take it to Fairmont Senior. And like I said, I think they either shock double A or maybe they shock West Virginia. So I, I really think next week, first week of December, when when we are always, you know, ready for the state championship, I I think in single A it is going to be Doddridge County versus uh, Willing Central. I think it's going to be Bluefield versus Bridgeport. And I think it's going to be Parkersburg South versus Cabell Midland. And so we're going to see where I go with, you know, my first picks of the whole entire slate of games. I've picked games, you know, here and there, or I've said this is my opinion or whatever. But the, the, these are the picks that, that I'm going to stand by. Um, got two upsets, and I just I'm, – I'm going to stand by by these two picks. So for right now, let's take a break. Let me get a drink of water. And then let's kind of talk a little bit since it's the start of basketball season and it's the start of strength and conditioning for baseball, football, and track. Um, let's, let's start talking about how we form a team and how players change and how coaches can help that formation. So I'll be back in just a second. 